Just a few words to give you my weekly Dvar Torah, my weekly message. We're living through a grave crisis. This year, these very days, will be recorded forever in the annals of human civilization, remembered as long as there are people alive to study the past. What we are experiencing now and how we respond will in many ways define our era. We did not choose to live in the epicenter of a pandemic. We would have preferred to go on with our lives as before in New York City, the epicenter of culture, finance, and so many era-defining achievements. But we now know what countless generations before us have learned. We do, not get, we do not get to choose our times. No one consulted us when to be born. We came into this world without being asked, and we will depart this world without our consent. What we do get to choose is how to respond to the challenges of our times. Each era and its unique trials. How we act now will determine our legacy and indelibly shape the lives of those who follow us. We read in the book of Daniel, thou art weighed in the balance and found wanting. We cannot be found wanting. We must pass this test or there will be incalculable human suffering for years to come. Each of us has the responsibility now to save lives. Life above almost all else in Judaism. If you save one life, say our sages, you have saved the world entire. Let us pause to acknowledge the, hero of our, the heroes of our days, doctors, nurses, hospital staff, healthcare workers, who are driven by instinct to step into the breach and heal, knowing that they risk their lives and those of their loved ones. All those inspiring Americans who are mobilizing to help small entrepreneurs and large factories retooling for the production of desperately needed medical equipment, our civil defense organizations, the police and fire departments, emergency services, ambulance drivers, employees of essential operations that we barely give a passing thought to in ordinary times, subway operators, pharmacy workers, grocery store clerks, truck drivers. We need to stop and thank these people by simply showing up by doing their jobs, they exhibit virtue, courage, and honor. All of us have jobs now. Show up and do your job. First and foremost, follow the instructions of social distancing. By doing so, you are saving lives. Young people, Stay away from your grandparents. If they need 
deliveries, supply them, but leave the packages at the door. Never in your lives will you be closer to your elderly loved ones than when you stay far away now. All of us need to persist. Do not slacken or waver. Keep up your discipline. Your job requires endurance. Have patience. Patience is hard, especially for Americans, and even more so New Yorkers, and maybe more than anyone else, New York Jews. <laughs> Jews are an impatient people. We've always been that way. There's a passage in the Talmud that refers to us as Amapaziza, a hasty, impetuous people. We're good at some things, but generally speaking, Jews are not good at patience, waiting, letting events take their course. I don't know if you've ever even observed how Jews walk the streets, you know, our arms flailing and swinging, and we always seem to be in a rush, always late. But now is the time to be patient. We are in the thick of it now. We will have worse days to come as the numbers of people we know will become infected. This wave has not yet crested. It will still take many weeks. Patience, diligence, discipline, persistence, endurance, resilience, restraint, these are the essential traits that we need now. Have patience. Keep these monotonous days in perspective. They will not last forever. Pandemics always end. This one will as well. And it will end earlier and with far fewer casualties and economic devastation. If we show up, and do our jobs to practice good personal hygiene and social distancing. Your actions will determine others' well-being. Patience. So that all those genius scientists around the world have time to devise treatments. Give hospitals time so that everyone who needs to be treated will receive necessary care. Be patient. The Talmud teaches, kol hadochek et hasha'ah, hasha'ah dochakto. Those who force the moment, the moment will force them. But those who yield to the moment, the moment will yield to them. Consider these difficult months in the full context of our lives. If we are blessed to, the, to live to the ripe age of 90, we will have been granted a divine dispensation of 1,080 months 
We can afford to be patient with three of those months, less than 0.3% of our lives. And if it comes to it, one constricted summer will still leave us 89 sun-drenched Junes. The flowers will reappear on the earth. The song of the turtle dove will be heard throughout the land. The flush of life will return. But first, we must pass this trial, the defining test of our times. It is our calling. This week's Torah portion is called Vayikra, the first chapters of the book of Leviticus. Vayikra means to be called. Vayikra Moshe Vayedaber Adonai Elav. And God called Moses and spoke with him. Now our sages picked up on this unusual phrasing. The Torah usually states, And God spoke to Moses, saying. But here at the beginning of Leviticus, God did not only speak to Moses. God called Moses first and then spoke to him. We sense a greater urgency. The hard phase of the Exodus, the real test, is about to begin. The rabbis explain that the word vayikra, the calling, is intended by God to be a softer and more personal articulation than the standard vayidaber, and God spoke. According to the sages, this is language of affection, chiba, endearment intended to steal Moses for the exceedingly difficult and dangerous task ahead, leading the people through the wilderness up to the promised land. The journey would involve many trials and much tribulation and repeated failures. But in the end, the people would prevail. They would reach the promised land. Dear friends, it is our calling, the calling of the hour, for each in their own way to contribute to this collective effort to save lives. It is for us to find and secure common purpose. Consider yourself as if you have been personally called. If you have a Bible at home, you can do this after the service. And you open it to the first word of the book of Leviticus. You will see that the last letter of the Hebrew word, Vayikra, is written with a small aleph. The aleph is smaller than all the other letters. And no one really knows why and when or how this anomaly was introduced into the written Torah scrolls but it has been preserved in all of the printed Bibles as well. So, of course, our sages ask, why the small aleph? Why the aleph smaller than all the other letters? And they answer, the small aleph is to teach humility. Moses 
the greatest of all Jewish leaders, was the most humble. At one and the same time, both the most exalted and humblest person in the world, the Bible says. Everything hard, every great accomplishment, all good leadership require humility, an innate understanding of our human vulnerability, how even a minuscule microbe can destroy all that we have built. This understanding of our own smallness gives strength to our collective purpose. We know that alone we are defenseless, but together we are indomitable. Marching together, the promised land lay just beyond the horizon. Be diligent, be patient, and we will get there. Amen.